It's Thursday, April 18, 2013. Oh, you okay? You okay? I can't hear. Come here. I can't hear. Get out of here. Please get out of here. Oh, my God. Deadly fertilizer plant explosion slams central Texas town. Fire truck's getting stuck. Bad viaducts, blow line areas, filling up with water. Flooding and sinkholes in Chicago. Plus, this land grab scheme is an extortionist racket and should be outlawed. Nebraskans unite to fight the Keystone XL pipeline. All of those fights and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. The Utah Department of Natural Resources is celebrating Earth Day by sponsoring a poster contest for kids. The theme, where would we be without oil, gas, and mining? Way to go, Utah. It makes perfect sense. It's the same way we celebrate President's Day by having kids dress up like John Wilkes Booth. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, Earth Day is this coming weekend, and I think the Earth could use a day, could use a rest. Of course, for us, every day is Earth Day, but that said, it has been an extraordinary news week, so... I'm going to let you get right to this. And don't forget that also April 22nd is the third anniversary of the BP oil disaster in the Gulf. Great. Happy anniversary. I know. I think we could all use a break because it has been a bad week. There's shrapnel flying everywhere from the explosion. Worst thing I've ever seen in my life. A fertilizer mixing plant that exploded in the tiny town of West, just north of Waco in Texas on Wednesday evening, appears so far to be an industrial accident. As of airtime, authorities believe 5 to 15 people are dead and that number is expected to rise. Over 170 people injured in the explosion. They're still searching for survivors and the federal U.S. Chemical Safety Board is now investigating. Questions are arising as to why thousands of tons of highly explosive anhydrous ammonia were allowed to be stored within 300 feet of residences, schools, and a nursing home. When we got the retirement home, it was complete chaotic. There were some people that were in wheelchairs, and then we had others that um, were just trapped in the rooms. They had sheetrock that was on top of them. You had to remove that. In regulatory filings, West Fertilizer Company said its biggest fire risk was maybe, quote, a 10-minute release of ammonia gas that would kill or injure no one. But disturbingly, the facility has not been inspected in at least several years by federal regulators who are underfunded and stretched thin. We were looking back last night as this was unfolding at the record of OSHA in Texas. Apparently, there has been just six OSHA inspections of fertilizer plants in the entire state of Texas since 2008. And that's not all. Coincidentally, on the morning of Wednesday's explosion, the Center for Public Integrity issued a devastating report detailing just how underfunded the U.S. Chemical Safety Board is. They oversee tens of thousands of facilities with a $10 million budget. And yet, for all of that, the budgets for these agencies continue to be slashed. It is, frankly, disgraceful. We will continue to follow this ongoing story. A huge huge sinkhole swallowed three cars in the city of Chicago after a line of extreme weather barreled across the Midwest, bringing torrential rains, snow even, and flooding that nearly shut down Chicago. Low-lying areas filling up with water. You, know, you can see it coming up through manhole covers. Highways are shut down. There's a sinkhole on the south side that swallowed three cars up. Remember, this time last year, the Midwest was experiencing its warmest winter on record and was in record drought. 
In fossil fuel news, a new analysis from Reuters contradicts the State Department's recent conclusion that the Alberta tar sands will be developed regardless of whether the controversial proposed Keystone XL pipeline is approved. Reuters says the State Department is wrong. They found that if the pipeline is rejected, railroads will probably not be able to meet the extra demand, which bolsters environmentalists' case. Well, that's good news because some are saying that even if it's not built, oh, we'll just uh, buy a bunch of rail cars and we'll be able to transport just as as much tar sands oil, I'm glad to hear that may not be the case. And the fight to stop the Keystone XL pipeline kicked into high gear as hundreds appeared at a State Department hearing in Nebraska on Thursday morning. Either accept TransCanada's terms or TransCanada will take the rights to your property through eminent domain. I've seen no provision in the Constitution that says these individual property rights are only yours until a big corporation who is politically connected, wants to take them away from you. Ranchers, residents, and Native American tribes outnumbered union members and oil industry representatives at the hearing. They were telling the State Department to reject the pipeline going over their lands. The Keystone Export Pipeline is not in the national interest, and it is most certainly not in Nebraska's interest. And, of course, the American Petroleum Institute was on hand to disagree. We believe KXL is in the best interest of America. It will help ensure our long-term energy security and create thousands of good-paying American jobs. Of course, almost none of that is true. For much more on all of these developing stories, please see our website, greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help sponsor the Green News Report so we can keep bringing you the truth you won't hear anywhere else over the public airwaves. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Happy Earth Day weekend, America. This has been your Green News Report. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine.